The College Experience Week 11 DFS picks on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by mybookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience week 11 DFS style. My name is Colby swinging Dantabase Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. <laughs> Shout out to my, to, to, to the lovable people of Australia. Great fucking people down there in the land down under in Australia. I need to get out there, but I'm joined by my co-host, the DFS God himself. Give it up for, oh yeah, you've heard him on here several times. If you checked out our college basketball or any DFS episode, you'll know this guy. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, free lock giving, former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. But he's talking football in this one. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? What's going on? How we doing this fine evening? Oh, uh, it's a beautiful night, uh, with the exception. Well, I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't lock up Colorado State, but uh, I am watching Colorado State get the tar kicked out of them by Boise State. Ugh. I think you are too. I mean, Steve Adazio, it just never changes with Steve Adazio. I remember losing several bets because Boston College couldn't kick like a twenty-eight yard field goal. A couple of years ago, he can owned- we block? Can we block for a field goal? Can we block for a punt? I mean, geez, this well, is like pathetic, man. This is sad. This is totally outcoached, ridiculous, dude. Uh, right now, at halftime, if he, the Boise State special teams would be beating the Boston or the Colorado State team, think about that. The special teams, two blocked field goals, two <laughs> and a blocked punt refer, uh, return no, no, for no, no, touchdown. No, 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 he- two blocked punts and a blocked field goal return for touchdown. That's what it was. Okay. Either way, man, that's just crazy. That's come on. That's, that's, that's sad. <laughs> that's, that's like, come. I feel like when you look back at that Georgia tech Cumberland box score, man, it's 222 to nothing. You're thinking I, I've never, <laughs> I've never analyzed this game. I've always said it should be a 30 for 30. It really should, but right. How's it possible? What happened? Give me a breakdown. It had to be shit like that. You know what I mean? It had to be 
block punts, inter- pick sixes, every other play. So perhaps Adazi. I mean, this is what forty-two to seven at halftime. The game's still going on. They're on pace for an eighty-four to fourteen score. I, I, I'd say this: if you're Adazio, do you even try to punt or kick a field goal again the rest of the game? I, I know. Why would you? I mean, <laughs> it's giving the other team uh, points here. It's, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just you know, this is this is Division One football. It's not high school. You know, this is basic blocking and tackling, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, who's a special teams coach. Does he still have a job tonight? Well, that's, he shouldn't. well, that's, what's incredible about Adazio though, dude, is this happen at Boston college? I feel like a lot of times you, I, as a, uh, you know, you watch Boston college probably more than you watch Colorado state and several, several, several avenues. So it's like, I remember betting on Boston college. Cause I was impressed when they had that, you know, they had a couple good, good running backs over the past few years. And I was like, man, they're a physical team and you bet end up betting on them. So you're really, you know, really watching every play of the game. And you're like, God damn, how do they have a kicker that bad? Right. And you're like, okay, how can they get like, I feel like they were always horrible on special teams, whether it was punt returns, whether it was bad punts, like they're in a position to win the game and the punter punts the ball 12 yards. And you're like, how is that possible? And to me, the best way to describe it. Well, it's just amazing to see the transition. Cause at, t- at at one point you think like, man, maybe he just got a bad punt and a bad kicker. Maybe when those guys graduate, no, this translates to another university. Now <laughs> it's a track record. Now it's a yeah. track record. So how did Adagio come up? He was one of um, Urban, uh, Urban Meyer's, Meyer's assistants. Yeah, he was, he, he owes, he owes Urban Meyer like a real nice bottle of scotch because <laughs> somehow you know, I mean, he was a good coordinator, sure, but he he turned that into two head coaching gigs where he hasn't done much at either school yet. Jerry's still I, out with him at, at Colorado State, but if this game is any indication of what their future is going to be, it's not going to be very bright. I don't even think he was a coordinator. He was a uh, he was position for one, coach. Yeah, for one year, one year he was a coordinator. And then uh, he was a head coach for one year at Temple and he lands the BC gig. Yeah. He's got a career record of 58 and 56. And I feel like normally what BC would do is BC would schedule light at a conference, win those four conference games against Holy cross and against like Northern Illinois where they could, you know, and actually those would be games they would win, but it would be like 19 to 16. And then they, they're good for two, like, because of their physicality on their O line and D line, which I will give him a little bit of credit for, they'll upset like Wake Forest or or upset uh, you know NC State or something because of that physicality. But overall, I th- right. I, I mean I remember they fired BC fired uh, Jeff Jagosinski all because he went on a uh, he took an interview with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They fired right. him because of it. they say you take that interview you're fired, and he was a like yeah. he had he had BC in the top ten. With Matt Ryan and our boy was the OC. Our boy uh, ECU's old coach Steve Logan was the OC. That's right. Yeah. Well, let me tell you that that's no way to a- attract top talent. You know, speaking from the corporate world, if you want to attract top talent, you have to help them ascend through their career. You can't stifle their progress <laughs> and stifle their future. So, if that is the way the the AD is going to do things. Then, then he's not going to be able to attract a top coach, and therefore, that's why he probably hired Adazio, and that's probably why he flamed out. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But hey, while we're getting things off our chest, if we can bring it back to DFS, let's do it. Last weekend, it just 
complete, completely pissed me off. First off, I'm driving, you know, most of the day up to DC for a buddy's uh, birthday party. So I, I'm, I'm missing the afternoon games. I don't get a chance to, you know, check my lineups until you know, I, I check like maybe an hour before noon uh, kickoff. Everything's looking okay. Turns out in the afternoon slate, uh, you know, I think we might have shared one or two of these players. Kyle Pitts gets hurt. Uh, Chuba Hubbard gets hurt. And then what the hell happened in the night slate? Davis Mills goes out with COVID. When did they announce that? Yeah, I didn't see that until late. Well, that's the problem with this whole year, man. Um, Spiller gets hurt. And then what's up with your boy, Katie Nixon? What happened to him? He didn't play. I had no idea. He, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it just, uh, the total shit show of a weekend last weekend. Well, this hopefully co- things this- will be a bit more stable this coming. I mean, look to step aside from DFS. I know this is a DFS pod, but this COVID thing is incredibly hard. I just learned tonight that BYU, I mean, that Boise state had, uh, you know, over 10 players out in that BYU game. I don't even, I watched that game with the sound on. They didn't even address that. I don't, it's like the Minnesota Maryland game. You find out they got 19 (laughs) players out. You're like, okay, well, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And, in college, there's no injury report. There's no guidelines or structure as to who you, who and when you have to report you know, who's going to be out. So yeah, a lot of times, you know, it is a guessing game, but the people over on this podcast, we stay on top of it as much as possible. So keep listening to us and we'll let you know as soon as we know something uh, a little bit of a challenging year. But like I said, in my column this week, just like the Marines, we will adapt and overcome and win some money here this week. There you go. Uh, man. Hey, quick shout outs for the winners last week. Yeah, let's do it. First off Friday night, your punk ass won. Oh, that's a legend. right? Congrats. There. That's a legend. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. The winner was Bucky Chucky. Hey, uh, I think that's, I think that's our man, Peter Hart. Is that right? You know? I, I want to say it is, but I, you know, I, I, dude, you start getting not, I feel I got, like I got too much shit to keep track of. I think that's him. So, Hey, Peter, reach out, let us know, confirm that for us. If, if it is you, good job. Uh, the, the dude, Jamie finished in second place. He was in the money. He's a, we, he's a we, beast, we all man. know Jamie by now. And then, uh, Saturday night, once again, you, came in second in the money, but number one was red Jesus again. I don't know who red Jesus is, Dude, but he's winning some cash. No, I couldn't believe. Cause I look, I was watching during the games and I was like, man, my team's gotta be on fire. And then I look and I'm like, how the fuck is this dude above me? He had some dude go off. I think it was, I think it was like, uh, was it NC uh, NC States running back? Somebody went off for him that got like 30 points. Yeah. That was a very low value player. That completely because uh, I, I had one player I I did great but I had Katie Nixon not play so that burned and me Isaiah Spiller Isaiah Spiller was kicking ass and he got hurt I think in the third quarter or something yeah. but so I had I I I finished in like fourth or fifth or something but I was looking I was only like fifteen points down and I had Katie Nixon who didn't play and I didn't have my freaking quarterback play in Davis Mills so, you so I mean if won, he plays and gets yeah. twenty points or something you know but. Yeah. Cry me a river. Well, that's, that's old news, man. (laughs) Well, this year's tough, man. I just say, look, it's gambling. Everything's a risk. I think you're still in safe, safe, (laughs) safe hands here. We, we do it as best as we can. 
everyone's at this handicap. So I, I still believe in our product. I still think we're the the best brand out there. Oh, so without a doubt. Yeah. Um, all right. All so, right. so here's the format. If you're a first time listener to the DFS pod, we're going to give you our Friday night DFS and then Saturday day and Saturday night. I know Saturday day and Saturday night are the ones of real attraction from the numbers standpoint from when I look at these things, but we're going to give you one Friday night to see if you can make some money. And, and like uh, I've said on previous episodes, we invite you to play us, right? We do, we do on DGENs only, and it's only two or three bucks. Uh, but what, what I know, like, you know, if you're out there, you're like two or three bucks. Why the fuck? We'll just come play us. See how you see how you stack up. But, but, uh, but at the same time, we're giving you a lineup that you can play elsewhere. You can play your own friends. You can play a random stranger. You can just play in the $20 tournament thing and uh, make some money. I think we give away good rosters. I, I look, we had a guy yesterday that won 40 grand on, on a, on a game that I, on an Eastern Michigan pick that I, I had. So I get, I get it. Some people would say two or $3, but the point is, is it's trash talking rights. You know, it's trash talking rights. And then you'll also be able to submit one yourself. So what's two or $3 get in this thing. And it's fun to bullshit with us. Yeah. It's more about breaking, breaking rights. And also we do like three or three, four, maybe even five of these a week. So, you know, you add that up and you're throwing in maybe 20 bucks a week or something. You're bound to cash one of these maybe, but uh, yeah, maybe the coming years we'll offer a little bit more of a big money one. But since this is our first year doing this, we want to, you know, open it up to everyone who might not have previously played college football DFS. And the best way to do that is just, you know, keep the, uh, the dollar amount a little low there, but you know, maybe in the future we'll, uh, we'll have some, some true just DJ only, maybe some more high dollar ones, but for now we'll keep it cheap, keep it open to everybody. And, 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 fun and here. we will be doing college basketball. We started playing college basketball really late last year. I feel like the week leading up to uh, when COVID hit, and I was having some right. fun with it, man. I was having a lot of fun. Oh, with yeah. it. So we're going to, we're going to aim to do that again. So stay tuned on that, but yeah. Okay. So Friday night DFS hit me with like, we only got three games. One of the games got canceled. So we're, we're basically working with Iowa, Minnesota, ECU, Cincinnati, and Florida Atlantic at Florida international. All Just, right. So my quarterback, my only quarterback on my roster, I'm not going quarterback and super flex. So my only quarterback is going to be super chalky. It's going to be the most expensive guy. It is going to be Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. He is on my roster. Ah, okay. Well, you know, he is not the most accomplished passer in the world, uh, but he has been on a tear. He's been just putting up crazy stats. He is three games in a row North of 35 fantasy points. Uh, He's got, you know, he's averaging over three total touchdowns per game and he already has a couple games over a hundred yards rushing. So he's going to get you points on the ground through the air, dual threat quarterback playing ECU's defense who struggled. I think you have to roster him because he could, he could put up 40 points easily. And if you don't have him, you're going to be playing from behind all night. Yeah. Um, you know, he is, I mean, I think he's getting better with every week. It's a drastic difference between last year, Desmond Ritter and this year's. And one thing I'll say about East Carolina, they're they're East Carolina is unbelievably inconsistent this year. Unbelievably. There's weeks where I say, wow, Mike Houston's making a difference. And then you see weeks like last week when you go, oh, I did not see this coming. 
but the real struggle for East Carolina defensively is on the defensive line. They can't get to the quarterback. They're they're well to, to defend ECU because I'm an ECU guy. It's a lot of freshmen. It's a lot of inexperienced defensive linemen that Mike Houston's playing some of his players that he wanted in there. Um, but their real struggle is that uh, that they can't get to the quarterback. So that will create opportunity for Riz, for Ritter to find open targets and then also obviously running the ball. Uh, it doesn't matter what quarterback you are, whether it's ECU's defense or not, running the ball is going to get you an opportunity. So I do have him on my roster. He is not my quarterback, though. He is my super flex. Who's your QB? My quarterback is Tanner Morgan. And I understand, I, I know I was notorious for great defensive backfields and great defensive lines. And I think they, they're probably uh, just going through and previewing that game earlier today and watching them against Michigan State last week. I think that that's the same old, same old Iowa. But there's a guy named Rashad Bateman. And I think it doesn't matter if you're corners and safeties are really good, which I think I was, are fairly good. I think Rashad Bateman's a first round draft pick, maybe, maybe early second round, but uh, I think he's elite. And I think since, or I think Minnesota's never had problems on the offensive side of the ball. You look at Ibrahim at running back, you look at their, their tight end and other wide, both wide receivers. This team is hard to defend. All right. This, the real weakness of Minnesota is their defense. So I expect Tanner Morgan to be able to put up, put up some yardage there. So I'm still going to ride with two quarterbacks. I know I, I've mentioned before that I like doing the two quarterback system thing. So uh, yeah, Tanner Morgan, my place. Not going with your boy from Greenville, Holt Naylor's, huh? It was either, a little scared of that Cincinnati defense. It was either one or the other. I think Ehlers could put up some, some yards because Tulsa had a good defense and, and Ehlers really lit up Tulsa. But I think Cincinnati's defense is better. And I think it's also going to be yeah. pretty cold. I think it's, I think 48 degrees out there. Um, so, yeah, it's, not, it's not too bad, but why, why not? It's probably really cold in Minnesota too. So to, to, but I just think, honestly, I just think the Minnesota offense is hard to stop. Well, the difference is those guys are used to it. The, the team from ECU might not be, so that makes sense. All right. Well, uh, let me, let me jump into my running backs here. And yeah, you know, we're going to, we talked a lot about Cincy and we talked a lot about that ECU defense. So my second guy, I'm going to stay with the uh, Bearcats and go uh, Jared Dokes, the running back for 7.9 K. He is coming off the game versus Houston, where he ran 16 carries for 184 yards and a touchdown. He also has over hundred yards in three of the last four games It's kind of a no brainer play here. He should have a big game. He's he's my running back as well. And uh, he was my DFS running back last week. And he also, he also gets the ball out of the, out in the backfield sometimes too. So uh, yeah, this is a no brainer. It's a no brainer right here. You got, you got to play this guy. <laughs> I'll pretty much say that. Who's your second, who's your second running back? My second running back is uh, I'm going to take you to that Florida international game. Now I will say I was a little weary on this one because I like Jim Levitt. I believe in his defenses. I think he should be a head coach and they're super aggressive. And normally they don't give up a lot on the, on the, on the ground, but I still think Florida international has unbelievably bad quarterback problems. Honestly, if this team had a quarterback, they'd probably be 
they'd probably be have a winning record right now. They might be undefeated, but they don't. And they struggle on all accounts in the air. Now that means yes, Florida Atlantic is going to stack the line against them. Um, but I still think Devonte price has value. I think he's their only real positive option when it comes to offense. <laughs> I understand they're going to key in. I, I, I expect them to key in. I don't think he'll get his traditional amount of yards, but I do think he'll get his traditional amount of touchdowns. So give me Devonte price as uh, $6,300 for FIU. Yeah. He seems like, you know, the only person on, on that offense and he's had some, 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 some big games here. So he should do well for you. Um, I did not have him. I went to that Iowa Minnesota game and I grabbed Iowa's main running back, Tyler Goodson. Uh, and really this play is, is a, a fade the Minnesota defense play. Uh, you remember uh, the running back on Maryland funk, a couple, you know, yeah. I'm not talking about George Clinton. I'm not talking about parliament <laughs> funkadelic. I'm talking, talking about, about Lawrence funk Funderburg. Del- <laughs> yeah, you're talking. I'm talking about the running back from Maryland who went off against Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Goodson for Iowa, he just ran for 113 yards and two touchdowns versus Michigan State. Uh, I think he can find you know similar success on the ground in this Big Ten matchup against Minnesota. Now, so now give me uh, does Tyler it, Goodson. Does it concern you at all? Well, first off, I know uh, Funk. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Goodson is a, is a beast and he's their lead rusher, which is, which surprised me because Sargent contributed heavily last year. Um, But Minnesota had 19 players off for that Maryland game. One of the great mysteries of this college football season is Minnesota (laughs) because (laughs) they don't, they don't reveal who's out. I know last week they had their defensive coordinator out and and a, a number of players. So I like that play just based on they look like shit, but also I, I think in that, in, in that Maryland game, they were, they were two or three deep on, I think players in the rotation starting for that defense. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we don't know who's back and who's not. Um, so it, it, there's a chance that Minnesota defense can be better than a couple of weeks ago. Sure. And, and that will limit his uh, potential, you know, to a degree, I still think Goodson in that Iowa rushing attack is, is, is you know, I mean, it, it, I think they're going to have a, a, a pretty nice game here. What if was that price? Players are still out. If they're still, yeah, you know, my, my draft Kings just went down on me. I think it was 7.2 K. I'm okay. trying to bring it up right now. Okay. Cause I'm wondering my phone's what... crapping out on me. Goddamn technology. <laughs> I was wondering why I went with price and I was like, cause I think I would have probably done that play too, but price is at 6,300. That's my angle. All right, let's do yeah, it. I think Goodson was like 7.2K or so. I'm trying to bring it up now. But anyway, oh. I, uh, tell me your is there, buddy. Uh, well, yeah, I got I got price. So those are my two running backs. My wideouts. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in that Iowa, Minnesota game. And I think there's value in uh well, like I said, I think Minnesota is a team that is uh probably better than what we think of them right? Because they were depleted by stuff. This offense is fine tuned. I understand Iowa is a great defense, but I think both receivers for Minnesota are elite receivers. I also think they're running backs elite. So Rashad Bateman and Chris Altman bell. Now Bateman will get double teams. They're going to, that's going to be a point of emphasis because he has, he has four times the, the amount of receptions as the next guy, but Altman bell 
still getting it done. Six for 162 so far this year. I think there's value in him at 4,200. Give me Chris Altman Bell. Am I doing all my whiteouts nice. or just or just that that whiteout? I want to trade off this time. We'll switch it up. Okay. You ever tried to use the DraftKings on your computer rather than your phone? I have, it's it's a it's a mess. It's I, I have not. But anyway, I have not. Yeah. It's a good thing I rely on the old pen and pad sometimes. That's my backup. So, old, old right, so my baby. top receiver and and <laughs> say what? There, Colorado State. There we go. I bet the Colorado State team total to be over 23 and a half. So we're sitting at 14. So need uh, about 10 more points here and I'm looking good. Anyway, my t- so with my receivers Friday night, I went real low. You'll see as I, I progress through here, I spent up on running backs and quarterback big time. So my top receiver is pretty cheap. I want to go to your boys, your pirates at ECU. I'm going to go with CJ Johnson. He is on um, my roster as well. Ah, do you recall what he did against Cincinnati last year in Greenville? Well, I know this, a lot of people, and this is why if you're wondering an angle to take Holton Allers is last year, ECU put up the most points on, on Cincinnati that uh, all season. In fact, ECU lost 46, 43 in Greenville. And CJ Johnson is a big, he is the deep threat for ECU. He's a f- speedster. I watch this team every week. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, he, he does average. He, he averages 22 yards per catch. So you, you are, you are correct there. He is ECU's big play threat. You, if you recall the game from last year, actually the ECU Cincinnati game was really close last year. Kind of surprisingly since he won it, uh, but it was closer than it expected. So CJ Johnson caught 12 balls for 283 yards and a touchdown last Jesus. year as a true freshman. Ridiculous. Yeah. I remember watching that game. I was like, who the hell is this guy? True freshman. You're like Chris Johnson. You know, again? Like a, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, ECU has got a good history of Johnson's. <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. Starting with me, buddy. But, um, <laughs> all right. So anywho, CJ Johnson. I'm, I'm not sure if he can quite match his game from last year, but uh, I, I do expect a, a nice game here. Hopefully, he finds the end zone. He's my top receiver, CJ Johnson. Well, also at 4400, you gotta love that play. Exactly. exactly. You gotta exactly. love that play, buddy. I think your Rams just recovered a fumble on the 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 kick. I think Boise State's kick returner fumbled. So there you go. I think you might be closer to your 24 points than you imagine. That's what I'm talking about. Who's your uh, second receiver? Well, my, so I got Altman Bell and I got CJ Johnson as well. So my third wideout is Blake Prohl at 4100. This guy had a great game against Tulane a week ago. He's undervalued. They don't understand. He is the possession receiver for ECU. So he's he's your slot guy, doubling down on the pirate receivers. I like it. Well, look, if they're down by a lot, they're going to throw. If not, in general, I think they have to throw. To win this game, Makes sense. they have to throw. Makes sense. Yeah. And the price is right, too. Yeah. So uh, then it, I'm done with my whiteout, so it's on you. All right. So I'm going with two tight ends in, my, in, the, la, in, the, in the last two receiver spots. I'm going with the, the double tight end set, uh, mo- mostly due to uh, the fact that I don't have a whole lot of money to spend. <laughs> well, well so actually, actually, I mean, I was a tight end factory. I was talking about this, George Kittle, Marv cook. Remember good old Marv cook for the Patriots. Ah, classic man. Bring it back. 
Well, that's exactly who I'm going to grab here. I'm going to grab tight end Sam Laporta, who is uh, the big man in Iowa City, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where I was located, right? Iowa City. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for yeah, so for only three point nine k, I get Iowa's leading receiver. Um, you know, he's he averages about four catches, forty yards per game. It's, his stats aren't gonna you know wow you that much, but he is the re, uh, leading receiver for a team playing the Minnesota defense that has struggled. We've talked about it. So uh, yeah, give me the tight end from Iowa, Sam Laporta. And um, I'll just go with my third guy since you've already named your three, the tight end from Florida International, Sterling Palmer. I I, I, I talked about this Palmer before. That played for the Redskins, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, and he went to Florida State and played on those nasty, nasty uh, Florida State teams with Charlie Ward and Danny Cannell. Sterling Palmer. I'm wondering if that's his father, but it's not Sterling Palmer Jr. It might just be the same name. But uh, I I called that out. Yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, there's no. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no uh, junior attached to it. So who knows who cares really? Cause, cause I'm guarantee you no one listening other than us who knows who Sterling Palmer senior is anyway, <laughs> there might be some seminal fans out there, but if so, they're probably tuned out their season so far, but uh, your Rams, your, <laughs> Don't blame them. your Rams have 21 points now, buddy. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. One more score. Uh, well, one more touchdown and I'm good to go. And dude, it's 10 minutes left in the third. I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't get in the end zone one more time. I so, concur. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. This guy, he's 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 my cheapest guy. Uh, you know, FIU could be down some, so there could be you know passing a lot. And you know, Sterling Palmer sounds like he'd be a good check down guy over the middle, uh, potential garbage candidate. You know, for some garbage time points. So uh, yeah, that's uh, those are three of my really cheap receivers. Uh, who's your uh, flex spot? My flex spot. I'm gonna take a gamble. I know Cincinnati's got a great defense, but Rajai Harris is a freshman for ECU. That's been a complete stud of late. And like I said, I think ECU needs to throw right to, to, to be able to do this. But I think the real focus is ECU needs to make the clock an ally. So I think you do have to run. You got to use Holton. I think between Harris and Holton, now there's a mobility and being able to run the ball extend those first downs, you know, just bleed the clock some. And then, uh, you know, I think you might be able to, he's had monstrous games the past three or four games, even against Tulane, he had a great game. So give me Raja Harris at 6,900 to be my flex. Yeah. Now your, your true colors are coming out here. You're an, you're an ECU pirate and you seem to be rostering a lot of pirates Friday night. I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know about that strategy. Well, Cincinnati's it, defense looked pretty nasty. Well, Cincinnati's defense was pretty nasty last year, and we put up forty-three. <laughs> That's last year, man. This is a whole <laughs> new. Uh, it's this is a new normal. <laughs> hey, I'll say this: the Pirates getting twenty-seven and a half. I think that's a play. I think that's a strong play. You saw it against Tulsa. All right, we came well, out. If you, if you check, if you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast net, Network, we publish all our picks, and I also went ECU to cover that. Uh, I don't feel great about it though. I mean, Cincinnati really does look pretty nasty this year. I think ECU covers it. I think Cincinnati wins by 14 or 17 or something. Um, so yeah, may- maybe you guys uh, are able to do enough on offense to justify all these guys on your roster and to keep it close and cover that large spread. 
I think so, buddy. But, uh, but yeah, so get to your flex and you already know who my, my super flex is. So remember I so said, I'd rather, I'd rather fade the ECU defense and the Cincinnati defense. So I want to grab another bear cat and this is a receiver, Jadon Thompson. Um, you know, he's only 3000. He is dirt cheap. Once I tell you who's my super flex, you're going to understand why I didn't have a whole lot of money here. Uh, so yeah, this is their, maybe their fourth receiver, Jadon Thompson. He's only three K he's my, my punt of the lineup. I don't expect much, but he's caught a couple balls here. Maybe he can, you know, catch a couple more. Anything he does is gravy. I don't even mind if he scores zero points. Cause I wanted to fit in other people in my lineup. So uh, yeah, my punt is a wide receiver from Cincinnati, Jadon Thompson, which leads me to my super flex, who is the one and only Mohammed Ibrahim of Minnesota, their running back, who is just going bonkers this year. I actually uh, think he's could you not fit him in your lineup? Uh well, I I know Iowa's defense yeah, is tough. Exactly. I know this this is maybe the the toughest defense yet, but look, hey, through through three games. He is averaging 32 carries a game, 190 yards on the ground, and he's averaging three touchdowns per game. I mean, he's he's the whole golden gopher offense, and this is this is a, a total pure volume play. But he's one of the best running backs in the nation, and he's going to get the rock. He's going to get 30 touches. So, uh, well, and you know, he could he could have the most points in this whole slate here. So I wanted to fit him in somehow. Well, I do believe that, you know, he is one of the best running backs in the nation, but I will say this Minnesota, I'm sorry, not Minnesota, Michigan's defense. We, we know hasn't been very good this year. Right. And then you look and say, well, Maryland's defense has been pretty horrible. Right. And then you look and see Illinois. Well, they haven't been a great defensive team. They've also to defend them. They've had a ton of players out with COVID, but Iowa is a, to me that their strength is on the D line. That's why I went away from the value there. I think he's good, but I think he's overpriced a little bit based on who he's he playing. Was pricey. He was pricey. So uh, that's my angle, but look, you still, but I'll say this in the red zone, he is a go-to. So even if he gets 60 yards, 70 yards, he might have two or three scores. So I, I'll give you some credit there. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I like a balanced lineup, but for Friday night, I went with a total stars and scrubs approach. I got four guys over seven K and four guys under five K, you know? So I went with the big names, the heavy hitters, and I went with a bunch of long shots. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, uh, I want to, before we get to Saturday's lineup, I want to tell all the people out there that the college experience and the college experience DFS uh, episode is Brought to you by mybookie.ag. Late fall college football and college basketball. NBA bubble, UFC Fight Island. It's pretty clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book, sports book that offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with mybookie where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there is no better time to feast on some college basketball and college football and NFL action. Yes. Whether you're a first time customer or been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and, and contests that they offer every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet and get paid. All right. 
They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table game slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local, you know, local casino or perhaps your uncle's house. I don't know. Uh, and the best part is at my bookie, the door never closes. You can continue to build that bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, use the promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. And let me explain that for you. If you put in 200, they'll match you with another 100. You put in 400, they'll match you with 200, and so on, and so on, and so on. Uh, if you're already planning to bet this season, this is uh, it's free betting money. It's a no brainer. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Only at mybookie.ag. All right. We are on Saturday morning, my friend, where I, this is probably my favorite of, I feel like the past couple of weeks, my favorite has been Saturday night, not this week. Saturday day is my favorite slate of the three entries I'm doing here. Are you calling your shot? You pulling a uh, Babe Ruth? You calling your home run here? You're going to be in the money? Yeah, I am. I am. And I'm going to tell you why, because I'm going to start off with a guy who is completely undervalued against a suspect defense. My guy, first off, if you, if you follow the college experience, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Dave Clawson guy, right? Sam Hartman is at $5,500, $5,500. Look, North Carolina, I get it. They're a good team. I think they're probably going to be the team that that knocks out Notre Dame or knocks off Notre Dame, but they struggle on the defensive side of the ball. We know this it's been proven. All right. But their offense at with the Tar Heels is fire. Well, guess what? Sam Hartman at 5,500 of the Dave Clawson offense where he knows a thing or two about offense. And I, I think there's great value in it. You're going to see me touch this game a lot, by the way. Give me Sam Hartman at 5,500. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I like it. I was, I was very close to taking Hartman. Uh, I, I do expect him to throw for a good amount of yards. My one thing, he, he doesn't seem to throw for many touchdowns. It, it seems like uh, Kenneth Walker and Beal Smith get most of the touchdowns on the ground. Uh, I think he only has maybe, maybe six touchdowns through the air so far. Either way, I think it's a nice play. The, the price point is right. I was very close to taking Hartman. I took a guy who was $100 cheaper, actually. So another bottom of the barrel value play. I took Phil Jerkovic from Boston College. Love, uh, yeah, love the chip on the shoulder here. He is, uh, you know, he. In my opinion, it's funny how the country in, is now in love with Ian Book. And and I'm not trying to shit on Ian Book. He played an unbelievably good game last week. But if you take away last week and review the whole season so far, I would say Jerkovic or Jerkovic, whatever you want to say, it, it has looked like the better quarterback to me. He's far more athletic. And I think prior to last week where book put together a really special game, I would have easily took Jerkovic over, over a book. So, and then you gotta I, love, you gotta I love this angle. I think it's uh, pronounced Jerkovsky. Yeah. Jerkovsky, like the classic <laughs> yeah. movie. What is that? Screwball. I think it was yeah, screwballs or meatballs. It's screwballs. That's what it was, right? Yeah. 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 Classic 80s <laughs> so, film. Yeah. So, right. So, yeah. I mean, you got the revenge angle here, and that's big. But you know, other than that, you know, Notre Dame is coming off their Super Bowl. They 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 rush the field. There's a big celebration and everything. 
and now they travel up to Chestnut Hill to to face Boston College. That doesn't sound all that exciting. I think I think this is a prime letdown spot for the Fighting Irish. And uh, yeah, Jerkovic has played good here, man. He's averaging over 260 passing yards per game. And I like the fact that he'll chip in with some rushing yards and maybe even a rushing touchdown too. I think he can be north of 20 fantasy points, even though even against a good defense at Notre Dame. So yeah, if I'm getting 20 points from a guy who who cost me 5.4 K, I'm gonna chalk that up as a as a success here. So yeah, give me uh, give me Jerkovsky here for uh, BC. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, uh, at running back for me. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that we share the same big running back just because I know you're penchant for taking guys on smaller schools. Uh, well, I don't think that would be the play then because my okay. running back is in that. I, mean, I told you I got a heavy dose of this North Carolina wake forest game. I got Javante Williams, who is just a no brainer, absolute stud at running back for the Tar Heels. Uh, this guy's got you know, 6,700 yards rushing this season. Um, he's just a no brainer that Javante Williams, I, I paid, uh, I paid, I paid high for him. 9,500. He's a, he's a freaking stud, man. Yeah. You, you're going to pay up for him. But so you, you finally took him over Michael Carter. Cause I know in previous podcasts, I was going Williams. You were going the cheaper route Carter. Both are good options, but yeah, I mean, Williams is, he's just been crushing it of late. Um, yeah. Okay. So I see what you're doing there. Obviously, you know, no, no, no disagreement. He, he has a big game every week. Uh, but I went with um, the guy from Marshall. I went with Brendan Knox. He is, he's 8.5 K uh, and they play middle Tennessee state who has really, I mean, they're, they're just, they, they used to be a pretty solid program last couple of years. They've taken a, a, a a, a nosedive. And this year they're allowing 200 over 250 rushing yards per contest. North Texas ran for 462 yards on the ground. Three guys went over hundred yards for, for the uh, mean green in that game. Uh, so yeah, Brendan Knox, he's the, the clear cut lead dog on the thundering herd team. He's been over hundred yards in five games already or five straight games. I should say and he scored 10 touchdowns so far. I expect a huge game from the Marshall running back. Give me Brendan Knox at eight and a half K. I like that play. I like it. Um, I will say, I think middle Tennessee's playing better, but I still think they're susceptible to the run. So I like that play. Um, my second running back, you mentioned him a second ago. I'm going to double up. Give me Michael Carter at 6,100. Well, both Tar Heel running backs, yes. unprecedented. Yes. I like it. I think they both get tons of catches. They get tons of carries. Uh, I mean, I will say Wake has played decent defense. I think against Virginia Tech, who has a really good rushing attack. I mean, those guys still had solid games, so they were they were able to limit them at, le- at least somewhat. Uh, but I think Virginia Tech can't throw the ball. This, I, I'll be honest, man. I was telling Patty, see this. I think if the, you had a playoff, a real true playoff that we all, you know, want, if you had a 2014 playoff or something and, and North Carolina or, or, you know, I, to me, they're the same as Florida. They're the same. Like they have such a high power. I actually think they're more explosive than Florida offensively. Right. 
because they have two elite running backs, an elite quarterback, two elite. Actually, I would say three good receivers. They're just a a complete. I would hate to have to game plan against this offense because they're going to get their yards because they're players. I, I I I mean I'll put it right there with with Florida and UCF as the best offense in the country and Alabama as well. I actually think it's it's more explosive than those offenses. Yeah, hey, they're dynamic. They got playmakers all over the field. Good point about Sam Howell and the UNC offense being able to pass the ball. It'll keep a defense honest. Virginia Tech couldn't do that, so you might be onto something. If you're going to take two backs from the same school, that's probably the only school in the country where I would, you know, recommend doing so. Um, so, uh, all right, with my second running back, he was a late a, a late addition to uh, to my roster here, just you know, due to some of the game cancellations. So I want to go up to Bloomington, Indiana, and go with uh, the main running back for the Hoosiers, Stevie Scott the third. Um, I it. mentioned he, yeah, you like that solid play? Yeah, definitely. And Michigan State just gave up forty nine to Iowa. So continue on. Exactly. So this guy uh, averages over twenty carries a game. There's no committee here. He's the lead back. Uh, he, I mean, it's a volume play against a good matchup. Mississippi state is trash. I expect the Indiana, the Indiana offense is really cranking of late. Uh, Michael Penix jr. They got a good tight end in Hendershot, a good uh, receiver in Fillior, I think you pronounce it. Uh, you mentioned, you know, they're kind of off the radar, but I think they have been like the number 10 school in the country or something. It's ridiculous. Isn't it great? So, to well, see yeah. Them? I like, I love it, man. I love it. You know, I've, I've always rooted for Indiana, especially in a, Going back to the the old white running back Alex Smith yeah. in the, uh, yeah, the not, not the quarterback Alex Smith the yeah. running back for Indiana <laughs> Alex Smith and then after that they had uh, uh, who's a uh, uh, Antoine Randall yeah they had a guy a you know, wide receiver James Hardy that was a beast for a few years there um, yeah I, I I I like Indiana it's great to see what they're doing I hope they can continue on their their way. I think it's a strong play. Um, receiver wise though. Yeah. Uh, you're going to laugh at me here. I'm staying in that same game. <laughs> I think I, I, I have an idea of where you might be going here. I am going with uh Jaquari Roberson. Same here. 4,900. We talked about him before. He's got 33 catches for 490 yards and two scores. I mean, the closest receiver receptions wise is 21. He's by far, you know, their first option. And I think North Carolina's defense gives up a lot of big plays. So give me Jaquari Robinson at 4,900. No, no brainer, man. He's he's every week is he's between 4.5 K and 5 K. Yeah. He's always cheap. I don't know why. So let me give you his last, his last three games. Seven catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown versus Syracuse. A little bit of a letdown. Six catches for 46 yards versus Virginia Tech. But even but even if he does that at 4,900, that's valuable. Exactly. Six catches in PPR. I mean, that's solid points. Yeah. That's over. That's over 10 points. You know. And then the game before that against UVA, he caught seven balls for 126 yards. I don't know why he's so cheap. Until DraftKings adjust his cost. I'm going to take him whenever he's there. So I totally agree with you to Roberson 4.9 K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have him on that lineup too. So I'm going to stay, this is going to sound crazy. 
I'm staying in that same game. I'm going to go with Donovan green at 4,100 because he's the second leading receiver on wake forest. 15 catches. Is this a showdown lineup? Is this a showdown where it's just one game? <laughs> 290 yards. I they got a they, dude. Dave Clawson loves to throw these wide receiver screens, right? He throws a lot of them all game long. So great value in getting those those you know those guys to uh, to do something here. So give me uh you know Donovan Green at 4100. I can't. I think he's completely undervalued. Well, I will have one other guy from this game, but he's in my flex spot. So we'll touch on that in a little bit from the game you keep on mentioning. So, and uh, I did not have him. Uh, my, um, actually my most expensive receiver is in your neck of the woods. I'm going to go out to USC and that passing attack there. Can you tell me why Drake London's only 5.8 K? You know, it's I fun. mean, you know, last week, go ahead. I had him initially. I took him out. I still think it's a good value play, but once I saw how undervalued the wake receivers were, I switched, but I had yeah. him initially. So, and especially knowing the history of the Arizona wildcats in their bad past def- bad defense in general, I think it's a good value. play. Yeah. Yeah. So I know last week in my column or actually it might, it might have been on the podcast. I, I highlighted uh, one of the other receivers at uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. And uh, he had, a, he had a nice game. He caught seven balls for a hundred yards last week. But London caught eight balls for 125 yards and a touchdown, and he's cheaper than St. Brown this week. So I did a little bit of research, and London is a sophomore. So last year, as a true freshman, he started off a little slow for the first you know, four or five games like you would expect from a freshman. But um, he ended the season with, with five games in a row with a touchdown. So with last week, that's six straight games with a touchdown. And the last two regular season games, he caught six balls for 111 yards and a touchdown and eight balls for 142 yards and a touchdown. It seems to me Drake London is the wide receiver one for the USC Trojans. And that's a passing attack that you want pieces of. And I can give him for only 5.8 K. Give me Drake London as my top receiver. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't disagree with that one, but yeah, you also have uh, the guy we talk about Roberson, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, as my top receiver, as meaning my most expensive receiver. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah, my, my first two receivers are Roberson and London. You mentioned both your guys from wake. Who's your third receiver uh, uh, staying in that game, buddy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm taking Daz Newsome. And I think at four, at 4,300, look at some point, Newsome got, he, he got in the doghouse a little bit. I feel like, well, uh, last game, he was the most targeted receiver against Duke. He had the most catches uh, six for 57 and a touchdown. Um, I know this guy I've watched UNC football over the past two years. I think he's still electric. And I think Mac Brown knows that they got to find ways to get him the ball. And at 4,300, cause he got devalued. He was in the doghouse a couple of weeks, but I think he's back to being where he should be. I think he's as let as electric as, as, as almost any receiver in the game. I, I don't have him that far back. I remember that game against South Carolina last year to open up the season. He played fantastic. So Daz Newsom Newsom at at forty three hundred. Like I said, even if he even if he repeats last week, six for six for fifty seven and a touchdown. Even if you take away the touchdown, at forty three hundred, it's a good value play. Yeah, definitely. So if I'm doing the math here, you you didn't have any receivers over five k, and you also had a cheap ass quarterback. 
So I'm assuming that your flex spot and your super flex are going to be high dollar whores. Well, uh, well I, is no, that correct? I went top dollar. Don't have to name them. I'm just saying that you got you got a lot of money left over. Right? Well, well, I left some money on the table, but I went top dollar for Javante Williams though. Yeah, that's true. True. Good point. Okay. Well, anyway, so my last receiver is actually another tight end. I got to give it to my tight ends here, man. For 4.6 K, I'll go up to uh, Penn State Happy Valley and go Pat Fryermuth. He is my consistent solid play here. Uh, I know that I know Penn State is struggling here, but the, the uh, passing game is not. I mean, you know, they've been putting up uh, a lot of passing yards here. And uh, Fryermuth is averaging over five catches, over 65 yards per game. And he's only found the end zone once in Penn State's first game. So I think he's, he's due a little positive touchdown regression. And for 4.6K, I'm getting a guy who, who just, you know, averages at five and 65. I'm going to hit a, hit a couple home runs with some other picks. He's my steady Eddie. Pat Fryermuth is uh, my third receiver. Uh, all right, man. So who's your flex? Uh, my flex is I'm going to go with the guy who I think based on last week, you think he's kind of, what, what are you doing? Colby? What are you doing? I'm going to go with a guy named Steven Carr, the running back, starting running back of USC. Right. Okay. Now last week he didn't even lead the Trojans in carries. They used Marquez steep or step. However you want to say that, but Steven Carr did have 10 for 45 rushing and a score and they run the air raid. And Stephen Carr is as athletic as a running back as probably you'll find in the country. He had five catches a week ago, now only 12 yards, but five catches. The air raid. Here's one thing I know Arizona's defense is dog shit. They lost some of their best players. They lost their, I mean, the, they lost their defensive backs coach. They lost their coordinator. I am all over USC in this air raid actually working against the, the shittier of Arizona schools the Wildcats, Stephen Carr at 6,200 in the flex spot. I expect him to have a huge game that they're not going to know how to guard this, this offense. I like it. Yeah. I think you're, you're foolish. If you don't have at least one Trojan on your roster in the afternoon slate, they should have a really nice outing against uh, Arizona. So I like what you did there for my flex spot. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I mentioned we're going to go back to the Wake Forest UNC game. Apparently, Colby and I will be watching this game because because <laughs> we got quite a few guys. And in it's it. a great game. I'm going to go for the. Yeah, hey, it's a you know it's right right down the road for me, man. You got two two interesting teams that are playing good ball, so it should be a hell of a game. Uh, but I'm going to go with Wake Forest's number two running back, Christian Beal Smith. Pretty similar to Michael Carter at UNC. He has been overshadowed by the top running back. Uh, in his case, uh, Kenneth Walker. I wanted to find a spot for Kenneth Walker on my roster. I, I couldn't afford the um, the salary at 7.4K. So for, for more than 3,000 cheaper, I went with Walker, who, um, yeah, he, he, hey, he ran for 129, 129 yards against Virginia Tech, 130 yards against Campbell. He's still averaging over 75 yards per game. I think both Wake Forest running backs will have some success against this, you know, hey, but the below average UNC defense. So for the cheap price tag of 4.2K, I'll take a flyer on Christian Beal Smith. Nice. Nice. I'm with you. I'm with you. I like that play. Super flex. Who you got? Who's your other quarterback? I am p- spending a lot of money on Keaton Slovis. 
I think. Ah, okay. Arizona just doesn't have a good defense. I think they're kind of, I actually think this year they are the worst team in the entire pack 12. So I expect uh Keaton Slovis to, to fire the, the, the laser all around the yard here in Tucson, uh, $8,600. I think he's going to, and look, I'm leaving $800 on the table. I don't care. Keaton Slovis is my guy. I think he has a big game, three or four touchdowns. I like it. Can, uh, can I definitely cannot argue with that? I had Slovis in my lineup last week. He did me well. So if you left money on the table, you did have the chance to take Dear King if you wanted to. Nope, not against. The, I mean, look, I know Virginia Tech is. They've been a kind. Of, I don't know how to place this. Justin Hamilton's taken over for Bud Foster as the defensive coordinator, but Hamilton's missed a few. I think he's missed three games as the DC because he had COVID, and they've missed an enormous amount of players. I think the defense is pr- right. I know the first thing people say is, Oh, Virginia tech's defense is dog shit. I think it's hard to do it when you've had, they've had probably 80 players out over the, the course of the season. Sure. I, th- I think they actually might be better than the statistics tell you. I think this is a top 10 matchup. Miami's coming in at number nine. I like the Hokies to upset them. And I think the Hokies still have an aggressive defense. I, I think that they're, they're going to be able to handle uh I think Garrett King will still get some yards, but I feel like, uh, Virginia Tech's corners. It's called DBU for a reason. They, they are a physical d- a defensive backfield with or without Bud Foster. And, uh, they got players that are going to be in the NFL. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that they kind of locked down these, uh, Miami wideouts that coming into the year, we weren't bullish on Miami's wideouts. We were bullish on the tight ends, but not the wideouts. So I think they finally met that meet their match and, and play, uh, play so because so, Virginia Tech's going to go, man, you can do the air raid, but you're going to be going, man, it's not a zone. So I'm excited to watch that game. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, yeah, no, definitely. So uh, originally I was saving up for Justin Fields here. Um, we all know that game got canceled. So I had a pivot and I saw, I, I, I looked at Slovis and I thought long and hard about Slovis. I ended up going to Eric King here um, cause you know, he's coming off a game against NC state where he put up over 50 fantasy points. I mean, he just went bonkers. He went bananas on the wolf pack and it seems like that offense is cranking up. I, I am a fan of that new offensive coordinator they have down there. Rhett Lashley. Yeah. 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 You mentioned, uh, some of the struggles Virginia tech has had against the pass, uh, over the last few games, Liberty through three touchdown passes, Louisville through three touchdown passes, UNC through three touchdown passes. So uh, I also think Virginia tech might win this game, but I think Derek King will get his. And once again, I love the fact that his rushing abilities provides you with a pretty high floor. Well, If, uh, if anything, yeah. if anything that stands out to me, like, um, Obviously, Malik Willis, who I actually think might even be better than Derek King. I know that's a crazy stat, but I'm saying, or a crazy statement, but um, Virginia Tech can sometimes tend to be over aggressive. And when you're over aggressive with a mobile mobile quarterback, you can really, really pay the price for that. And Derek King, I mean, against NC State last week, I think he had like a 60 yard rush at one point I was watching. I was like, damn. So I, I get that angle. Now, I will say this he throws a few balls. Uh, each game to me that are, that are really, if the defense is just any bit of decent should be intercepted. That's all I'll say. Well, you know, and, 
Interceptions are going to drop a couple points, but I think you can live with that. So you know what I'm smelling here? I'm smelling bourbon. Uh, our bet last week, our bet last week got screwed. It got canceled because my guy didn't play. So, uh, and we both had enough money to roster either Slovis or King. I chose King. You chose Slovis. So I think there's our side bet. Oh, done deal. Make it a, make it a bottle of Woodford reserves, you know, do it right. Uh, all right. You heard it here, man. A double or nothing for you since I'm still drinking bourbon. I bought not bourbon. You bought, but uh, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, boom. There's the afternoon slate, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, buddy. I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, I want to tell people before we get to the, the night slate that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy. This season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. And the response from SCP listeners has been nothing short of amazing for thrive fantasy. So they're hooking up listeners with a thousand dollar free roll for the Thursday night NFL games. That's right. A thousand dollar free roll. Use the password DGEN to enter the game. That's password DGEN. Uh, with thrive. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 out of the available 20 player props to, to build your lineup. If it's PGA, if it's MLB, if it's esports, you choose five out of the 10 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned to fantasy value based for the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points and to, to win a share of the prize pool. Pretty simple. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Don't you forget that promo code SGP. All right, we're on to the night slate, buddy, and I'm going to let you, you know, kind of kick things off here because I, uh, I think there's some value here. Um, I, I look, what was your favorite out of all three nights or all three slates? I should say. Uh, well, I mean, you know, when you're looking at, you know, loaded rosters on each one, it's tough to choose, but I would, I feel pretty damn good about my night slate here. So let's just dive right in. Shall we? Yeah, do it. Do it, buddy. My quarterback. And once again, so, you know, I'm, I'm zigging when others are zagging here. Once again, I'm only going one quarterback with this roster. Uh, with the limited slate, I wasn't in love with the quarterback options. So uh, my super flex is not going to be a quarterback. So the one quarterback I do have, I'm going to pay up for, and that's 8.7K Kyle Trask. Oof. The dude, my man here, my man in Gainesville is just playing at a Heisman caliber level. There is no stopping this uh, Florida Gator offense. And four out of the last five games, he's put up over 30 fantasy points. I expect another 30 plus outing. Give me Kyle Trask as my quarterback. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, you can't go wrong with, with uh, Kyle Trask. He's been lighting up everybody. Um, I'm going to go with my guy, Nick Rolovich. All right. 6,600. You can get Jaden Delora. 
this guy, they run the run and shoot up, up in Pullman now, brand new offense. And uh, you know, should be uh, exciting to see. I actually think they can give Oregon some fits here. I really do. They're calling for, or I don't know if they're calling for snow. It just snowed. So I'm assuming it's going to be some cold weather there. But Delora last week was 18 of 33, 227 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. You're thinking, eh, but he also had like just shy of 50 yards rushing. And here's the thing. Oregon had a lot of opt-outs. They had a lot of opt-outs in that defensive backfield. I think Delora has got some opportunity. I think he's getting more and more comfortable with this offense. And you don't remember, he was also without Max Borgie, who is a dual threat receiver and runner for the Cougars. I'm hearing, I know he's questionable right now, but I've heard reports that he's, he's going to play. So food for thought there, Jaden Delora, I think he's undervalued still. And I, 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 for one, I think the run and shoot can still get its yards, even against a decent Oregon defense. Yeah, I like the play. You know, I, I thought about him. I, I actually had him in my lineup momentarily until, you know, I went elsewhere. I'm a little concerned about, you know, the Oregon defense. I think they're solid. I think the secondary, even though they're missing people, is solid. I want to see him do it at least one more time before I fully buy into him. Because I think I think last week was his first start ever. Uh, I think his first meaningful minutes ever. So, uh, you know, yeah, he, you know, he passed the first test. I just want to see him, see him do it one more time before I invest in him. But uh, yeah, you know, I like the pick. I, I thought about it. Um, all right. So my top running back is uh, I went down to the rebels of Ole Miss. I went Jerry and Ely for only 5.9 K. I think we're getting a pretty good bargain for Ely. The top running back for Ole Miss that, at that fairly low price there. That's my running. Did you have him by that's my running back. Yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Dude, he averages over 87 yards per game. He already has six touchdowns on the year and they play South Carolina this week. And the Gamecocks have been absolutely gashed by the run the last two weeks. And that's they much let A&M, strength. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they let AM run for 264. Before that, they let LSU run for 276 yards. Uh, it seems like anybody can run against this South, the South Carolina team. So yeah, let me, let me get Jerry and Ely here. Yeah, he's my running back too. So uh, I guess I'll just go off of that. I'm going to take you to that same Wazoo game. Uh, like I said, I do have Ely, but I also have Wazoo's quarterback. But when we go to, uh, I'm going to go to Oregon and a guy that was on my DFS squad last night or last week, I should say, uh, CJ Verdell, right? <laughs> The, well, here's one thing. Right I now. got him too, man. Oh, it's a no brainer, buddy. I mean, look, Oregon. Yeah. Sure, yeah. They lost their O lineman. They're one of their best players. Uh, a, uh, a season ago and, and Oregon lost, I think three or four offensive linemen, but they've been, re- that's one thing. Cristobal has been really, really, really recruiting. Well is the O line. And uh, as we all know, as I look, I love Wazoo as much as the next person, but Mike Leach's thing was, man, we can't get the big offensive lineman here. So we got to go for small and quicker. So there's an advantage there for the ducks. And this ducks team is not the ducks. You think of when you think of Marcus Mariota, chip Kelly and Mike Bellotti and all those guys, this is a, uh, a run heavy team. Anthony Brown's their quarterback. Who's not known for a prolific passer. So uh, I think the play here is Verdell. He had 20 carries for uh, 105 and a score last week. And he also had uh, two for 30 receiving. So give me CJ for yeah. at 69. Yeah. Great pick, man. Great pick. Yeah. Not only did he do well last, uh, last week against Stanford, 
Do you remember his stat line against Wazoo last year? Oh, he tore it up. He tore it up. I don't remember. Look, I know. I, I, I know. Well, I have, I have it written down here. I'll tell it to you. So I know we're talking about different years and it, you know, I think some of it still applies though. So last year he had 23 carries, 257 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground. And he caught four catches for 56 yards against Wazoo last year. Give me a fraction of that. And I'm happy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, for, for only 6.9 K he's not crazy expensive. I think CJ Verdell is the clear cut choice to go with in your backfield. So it looks like we have the same running backs actually. Wow. I'm sure with receivers will differ some who's your top receiver. Um, yeah. I mean, I still can't believe he rushed for that many yards and they should have lost that game. If you watched that game last year, Wazoo should have won in Eugene. Um, very, that was a crazy game. That it was, was wild. A, yeah, yeah. I remember crazy, crazy game, but um, my top paid receiver, I'm going to take you. Well, my top receiver, I, 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 I guess I aligned these things differently from price, but let me pull up just to give you price wise. Um, I'm going to take you to the, you know, me, Nick, I've backed these guys uh, time and time again. I like air raid wideouts because they stay getting the ball. And my top play wide receiver is Rasheed Rice of SMU 39. Look, this guy, the, even his stats are deceiving because Reggie Roberson was their top wideout and he tore his ACL. They lost two wideouts actually. So then he, over the past two weeks, he became, or three weeks, he's become the top target for the Mustangs. 39 catches, 580 yards, five touchdowns. Um, I think he is a, I still think he's undervalued at 5,700 or I'm sorry, at 6,200. Now they're starting to learn, but I still think he's still undervalued. Yeah, no, I like it. You know, I also wanted to ask me receiver. I wanted rice at first when it all shook out, I couldn't quite afford him. So I took the other, and he, he's not my most expensive receiver, but since we're talking SMU, I went, uh, the white guy, the slack guy, Tyler page. He, he's on um, my team too. Yeah. Ah, you got you like doubling down on the, on the same games. Hey, man, sometimes that pays real well, especially real air raid. If you if you're telling me coming into this game, you know the quarterback's going to throw at least fifty times by percentage. Yeah, right. By percentage, now, I'm a little worried because I think Tulsa does have a live defense. I think they had you know they were able to to shut down you know Oklahoma State. Granted, with the back of a quarterback and everything, but I think Tulsa does have a solid defense. But yeah. You won pieces of this SMU passing attack. Uh, Page is coming off a game against Temple where he caught nine balls for 131 yards and two touchdowns. You know, I, I know there's a lot of wide receiver mouse to feed here with SMU, but uh, for 7,500, I think that's a, a very, you know, more than fair price for Tyler Page. So uh, I went with him as, as one of my receivers. So you've already given two. So I'll give you my second receiver and this is my most expensive receiver. I'm going back to Gainesville. I'm stacking the Gator here with my quarterback, Kyle Trask. I'm going Kadarius, Tony. Uh, he's a Gators le leading receiver. Uh, the guy's going to be playing on Sundays. I mean, the dude is just freaking electric with the ball. Uh, he already has seven touchdowns on the year. Uh, four out of five games this year. He's gone over 20 fantasy points. He's a little expensive at seven K even, 
I do think that if Kyle Pitts, the big tight end is hurt, that means more targets going towards Tony. So uh, yeah, I, I paid up a little bit for my top receiver, Kadarius Tony. Well, yeah. And that's the thing people need to know is Pitts is questionable. And I'm hearing reports that he might not play. I don't know. It is questionable right now. So you got to love that angle. Even if he plays and they get a little bit of a lead, you know, they're going to pull him out of that game. Cause he is essential to the future of the Florida Gators this year. Um, I'm going to stay in that game for my third wideout. I'm going to go undervalued uh, 4,100 for Travion Grimes. I understand he's the fourth leading receiver in receptions, but I do believe he missed a game, but he also has 149 or 194 yards getting 15 yards of catch. He's got three scores on the season. I think they'll find a way. Look, I, I'm not asking for much here. I'm not asking for much. Just give me, just give me three for 50 and we're good. Maybe a score. It's a bonus. Yeah, hey, w- yeah. With, with your cheapest option, it always makes sense to, to, to go with somebody on, you know, a very good offense. So, uh, you know, you, you, yeah, you hope, you know, you know, you hope he catches some balls there. So yeah, nice play. I like it. Um, my cheapest option, my third receiver, I'm going back to this guy. I think I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to, uh, Tulsa and my man, the guitarist Juan Carlos Santana, uh, <laughs> you know, similar to your guy there, he is like the third or fourth option. Uh, but I swear whenever I watch a Tulsa game. This guy makes plays. Uh, last time I rostered him, he was dirt cheap. He came through for me, had a touchdown that game and like 60 yards receiving. So, uh, I, you know, I think SMU is not known for defense. I think this Tulsa SMU game pretty could be pretty high scoring. Uh, I want some players in this game. So yeah, my cheapest option at wide receiver 3.9 K one Carlos Santana. I, I like that play. He did you well before. So, uh, I will, I will, uh, back that play, but then, okay. My flex spot, I'm going to take you to Pullman, Washington yet again. One of the games I'm more excited to watch this Saturday. Um, uh, we're going to go to good old, I'm going to, I'm going to look, I don't have much money here, so I got to go $4,800 Jalen red their wide out. Um, he's their starting wide out. Johnny Johnson's the guy. Well, him and him and red had the same amount of catches but Johnson had more yards last week. Well, I think that could be a flash in the pan here. Jalen red uh, starting wide out f- four for 30 or four for 29 a, a week ago. I expect Wazoo. Look, we know Wazoo even with Rolovich and coming in. I love that defensive coordinator Rolovich brought in, but it's still year one. It's the second game. I expect them to give up some big plays. And I think the ground attack for Oregon will open up some big plays for the wideouts. and uh, Anthony Brown, you know, not a horrible, horrible throwing quarterback, but he can take some shots deep. And I think there's opportunity for Jalen red to get, get the ball here. So give me Jalen red at 4,800. I like it. I thought about both of those Oregon receivers too. You know, they were, you know, I was you know, feeling around, you know, messing around with my lineup there. And I thought about trying to put either one of those. in. I want, I wanted one of them. I couldn't get either because at my flex, I only have 4.1 K to spend. So I'm going to a game that we haven't mentioned yet. And that is the Wisconsin, Michigan game. We all know that Jonathan Taylor is no longer in the Badger backfield. Uh, replacing him is a two headed monster with Nakia Watson and Garrett Groshek. Uh, Groshek is about two K more expensive than this guy, Nakia Watson. 
Watson had more carries last week, or not last week, the, the, the only game they played this year a couple of weeks ago against Illinois. Uh, that might have been because, you know, Wisconsin was up big. But uh, I'm all about fading this Michigan team and this suspect Michigan defense. So I'm going with uh, the Badger running back, Nakia Watson. I'm going with the cheaper option. Uh, both running backs there might be able to put up some points here. So I'm hoping uh, Nakia Watson finds the end zone, gets me like 50, 60 yards or something. I think at 4.1K, it's uh, a pretty good bet. Well, and another angle to, to, to help you here is uh, what might be the best defensive player on Michigan, Aiden Hutchison. Defensive end. He is out for the year. So that happened. uh, We learned about that throughout the week. It happened in the Indiana game, but the diagnosis I think came back on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday. So you lose one of your best defensive players on a defense. that's already taken a few hits. I I, I can agree with that angle. Although that game, my, my only fear is this. Does Michigan just load the box and beg for Wisconsin to beat them? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I think Wisconsin is going to run the ball regardless. Uh, and yeah, you're right. I'm at, I, at this point, I'm not sure if we know what Wisconsin quarterback is going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, the one guy who played a few weeks ago actually had a pretty nice game. So, Graham Mertz, uh, you know, Graham maybe Mertz. he can, you know, keep him honest. He hasn't practiced in three weeks, right. but perhaps, right. perhaps that'll work. But uh, yeah. Um, okay. Not practice. Not about practice here. Come on. <laughs> Uh, before we get to our super, not well, a game, not a game super practice, but before I get to super flex, I want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but maybe you just don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They got top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, here we are. Super flex for the final spot. Um, I spent 9800 Did you spend 9800 Woo! No, um, I, went, I spent 7.8K. Okay. So who was that expensive? Who'd you go with? I went with the Golden Corral, Matt Corral. All right. All you can eat on that uh Will ah. Muschamp defense. Ninety eight hundred. I'm assuming you might have went with his his uh who he's facing off with. Well no, so uh you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, I, I don't I didn't go double quarterback here, you know. Um I went the running back from South Carolina, Kevin Harris. He's a beast. Um, and he was 7.8 K. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, uh, he, he already has three games over hundred yards on the year. He is coming off his worst outing against A&M last week where the whole Gamecock offense just really struggled. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, they are playing Ole Miss. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going with his counterpart, not the quarterback, but the running back, but we all know the Ole Miss defense is very questionable especially against the run here. So I expect a big bounce back game for Kevin Harris. I chose him over some quarterbacks who, you know, like the wazoo quarterback. Um, I went went back and forth on that. And uh, (laughs) so, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, as of right now, at least I'm going the game running back Kevin Harris for 7.8 K. 
I like that play. I've had him on my team several times. I should add, by the way, guys, that uh, I, I mentioned Anthony Brown at Oregon. I was actually, I, I forgot that Tyler show was the starting quarterback there. I, I was surprised by that. I thought that they would go with Brown, but Tyler show who's very inexperienced. This is gonna be his first trip on the road. So uh, yeah, I still think though that the wideouts are a good play. Cause I think Verdell is going to get his. So I think that when the play action hits, they're going to have some open wideouts. So my apologies on the Anthony Brown thing. Tyler show is who I'm referring to as the starting quarterback of the ducks. Anyway. Yeah. I like that play NC Nick. I like so we, so we, What's that? We just had a, 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 we just had a really bad illegal formation call that, that uh, canceled a big play for Colorado state. So we got eight minutes left in this game and they're still sitting at 21. I need over 24 and a half. I need one more touchdown from the Rams. Hey, you know, the game, the game's already, the game's over, but uh, this is, this is why you bet here. So I can get a nice little sweat here. Keep on watching this game, hoping I get one more touchdown. If not, I would have turned it off and went to bed already. But uh, anywho, uh, college football DFS, what are we doing? Yeah. I, I, we need to put that spreadsheet. Yeah. We need to put it out on the, uh, the, on the Twitter and check out NC Nick writes a great DFS article at sports gambling podcast.com. Make sure you check that out. And like I said, we're inviting you to come play us. So uh, follow uh, NC Nick at NC underscore N I C K on Twitter. Follow me at the Colby D on Twitter. And we will share that link for you to come play us. Um, Go on Slack too. Slack. Slack sports gambling podcast. I mean, talk, you can talk with a bunch of our, our top uh, DGen only fans. And uh, uh, really it's a cool way to communicate through and know the latest on what games are happening. Who's out, who's in uh, it's really great. So join Slack sports gambling podcast. Uh, I can't recommend that enough, but, uh, but yeah, if you're a first time listener, we've handicapped uh, we, the college experience, me, NC, Nick, Patty sees another guest host of ours our co-host of ours. We handicap every single division one college football, college basketball game. We've been doing it for three plus years, been over 500 every single season in football, every single season in basketball. And we've also been under way over 500 on our locks that we give out for free on a spreadsheet at sports gambling podcast.com or on our Twitter account. So subscribe, follow all that. We are the college experience. We're available on all platforms. You listen to podcasts, and uh, yeah, one of the best things you can do for us, we don't sell our picks. We give them away for free and we won't sell our picks. So all I ask for is, Hey, a little kindness in return and go perhaps to iTunes and give us a five-star review. All right. And if you don't have iTunes, go on whatever platform you use for podcast and give us a five-star review or just if that's not working, all I ask is you tell a friend, make a Facebook post, do whatever, send an email blast to your own. You're like your fucking friend from uh, from fifth grade who likes football. We just ask you to share the thing. That's how we want to grow. But if you leave an iTunes review, that's personally our best our best avenue for this because our sponsors look at iTunes comments. They look for activity. They want to see that people like this show. So you enhance our chances of sponsors giving us more money to create more content for you guys. So I'd really appreciate if you do that. And if you do that. Uh, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I'll put you in a raffle to win some, some college experience or sports gambling podcast merch. And I'll put it like that. I'll put it like this. I'm sorry. I'll put you in the raffle, but you're going to win. You're, I'm going to guarantee you that I am going to send you something. It just might not be that week. It might be in the next couple weeks. 
All right. Because we appreciate our, our, our listeners out there. We really do. And uh, yeah, please do that. And uh, check out me and NC Nick's college basketball previews, college basketball DFS coming. But right now we're doing conference previews. Just did the big West, just did the Atlantic 10, the big East, the ACC, the big 10. They're all out there with me and NC Nick. There's more to come where that came from. So uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the college experience. Tell a friend. Um, Patty C in case you're wondering, Hey, who's this Patty C schmuck? He's a, he's a schmuck, but he's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. Like I said, NC Nick's at NC underscore N I C K. I'm at the Colby D the sports scaling podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. This is the college experience week 11 DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out.